Hey guys, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. This is week 31, I think. Most most weeks I tell the wrong number and then get stuck in anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter too much. So today I sat down with Angus Sinclair, a, I would say budding, but he's definitely an entrepreneur. He's kind of chasing the things he loves to do and chasing his why and, and running a few businesses and, and trying a bunch of different stuff in the process. So that was a really, really cool discussion with the great man, Simon Cooper, who jumped in for a co-host. He, uh, he couldn't stay away. So yeah, we talked about life. We talked about our why. We talked about chasing the things that you love doing. And we, we, it was all focused around improvement and, and creating a, a better life for ourselves and the people around us. So this was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you enjoy it too, please share, subscribe, do all that stuff and get us out there to the masses. Cheers to you. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Simon Cooper, Angus Sinclair, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Second that. <laughs> Good to be here. Thank you. You're back. You're back in the uh, co-hosting chair. Back black. Yeah. Coop's been, for those who are listening, Coop's been bugging me for weeks to get back in the chair, so welcome. Finally got my wish. <laughs> Loves it. Angus, first question for you. Yes. What gets you out of bed in the morning? What gets me out of bed in the morning? Alana and the gym. So Alana is my good. partner. But I do like starting the morning with a nice sweaty gym session. Good. And it's only been the last probably two years we've been really, really getting into it. But starting the day with a gym session and a bit of a cold blast in the shower. Hey, you're one of those ones. Yeah, a bit of, bit of Joe so Rogan spec there. Coop does that as well. Really? Oh, it's just on. the very last bit of, you know, probably 10 seconds just like, ah! And just <laughs> get out and you're like, let's go. Yeah, ready to go. What? Nice. So... Tell me why you do it. Why do you guys both pump the cold in the shower before you start your day? It just it's that boost of adrenaline, I suppose. I first heard of it with through, um, through Joe Rogan actually, and then one of my mates, Nick, he actually um, said that he did it and I was like, I'll give it a whirl. It sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm just gonna get rid of I'm already mad in the morning, I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> but it actually yeah, shocks the adrenaline and gets you it gets you going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm the same. I just good way to start the day. Um, it's not always comfortable, but I guess Forcing yourself to do it really. You start the day with a hard yeah, thing. Yeah, start the day. Start the day with a win, and then once you've already had a win, then you get on with the rest of your day. So I'm a I'm a night showerer, and I don't think that'd that'd help. That'd work if I did it at night because yeah, I'd just be like, I'm fucking not going to sleep now. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best idea. I'm up forever. I always make my bed as well. I'm a solid believer in making mm-hmm. your bed, getting that first task done. I love that. Yeah. It's just, I've always done it. And my mum, I think it's just, my mum always said, you know, obviously make your bed, but I think it's always been driven into me. If you make your bed, it's the first task, and you can yeah. go on to whatever else you have to do. Again, it's like an easy win. Um, it takes two minutes, just yeah. make it look nice, and then... Um, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? But then again, there's all these, there's all these research studies from you know Harvard and stuff saying that there is you know people that make their bed have more bed bugs. So look, what are we winning there? Apparently, yeah, messy beds don't bed bugs don't like really? messy beds. 
and it's efficient. I think it's a like from time. a <clears throat> from a really logical like the way guys view everything. It's very efficient because we can just slide back in and yeah, it's man. ready to go when we get home. Yeah. yeah. But if KP's, I'll occasionally tuck her in. But if KP's still in bed, <laughs> I'll pull my side over and that'll be it because yeah. I tend to leave a little bit earlier than she gets up. Um, I think I'm a bit like OCD as well. So <coughs> I don't like walking in. Say if I've gone out and I walk back in, then and the bed's messy. It just kind of like got a bit of a tick just going. Like. Twitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very OCD yeah. as well. I agree. I just like having. If, seen, even if it's not like super neat and organised, it's got to be like orderly chaos. Yeah. As you said, OCD man, I remember myself when I first came in, this year was on an angle and I remember you can see it as a <laughs> perfect line. You straighten the clipboard up. And then when you said OCD, I'll worry about a phone, I'm going to do this. Get the rule out and like... I always know everything. <laughs> For those that can't see the visual because, you know, it's an audio podcast, <laughs> Angus has lined up everything in front of him, <laughs> including I mean, his morning gym. I like order. <laughs> from, a, from a philosophical sense, what gets you out of bed in the morning? From a philosophical sense? That's a hard question. Can I palm back to you and see what, what you start with? Yeah. Uh, three, three things. I want to show yeah. up, I want to smile, and I want to make a difference. That's my, that's my, that's, man, that's my mantra. So that's like, even the mornings, and there's been a lot more of them lately as we're getting towards the end of the year, but even the mornings where I'm so tired, I just can't pull myself out of the bed. If I get to work, I'm showing up. If I smile, I'm making someone's life better. Yeah. If I'm making a difference, then I'm making a difference. So that's awesome. Th- that's, that's mine. Now, what do you got? I would, I would actually be very similar. It's funny you say that. My LinkedIn profile, the blurb thing is, Good. I'm an energetic problem solver that loves to smile. I like it. And so I like, I suppose, like, yeah, I love solving problems for other people. And as you said, yeah, making other people happy. Um, and I think in the last few months, I have had a few jobs and a few roles where I actually haven't quite enjoyed. And it hasn't brought the best out of me. I think when you're not being the best of yourself, you're not you know, projecting good energy onto other people. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, one thing that I have been trying to do in, in recent times is just be happy myself, and then so I can project that energy onto other people. I like that. What do you do day to day? What's your uh... what's my day to day? Yeah. Look, funnily enough, at the moment I'm jobless. Oh, which is, and jobless. And I Valana said we're homeless as well. We're not quite homeless. <laughs> we're living with her parents. She's mentioned. Yeah. But yeah, so where we moved recently back, moved back from the city, and we were living in Armadale, and I just completed my business degree, so graduated next Wednesday. Congratulations. So throwing, throwing the hat up next Wednesday. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about awesome. Um And then, yeah, so we moved back to save a little bit of, little bit of money and start saving for our own place. Awesome. Um, which has been, yeah, really exciting. It's not as easy as you, you know, would have thought it was going to be. No. And with the really cheap housing market in Australia, right? <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite... Yeah. Mate, you and, can just buy whenever, whenever you want. <laughs> Wherever, whenever you want. But yeah, so we're, we're, we've moved back and I got a job doing uh, business development and drone piloting. So I got my drone license um, about six months ago and got a... What's the, uh, what's the process to get a drone license? You've got to go do your remote pilot license. So you've got, it's basically a week-long intensive course where you go and you, go. you learn. You do everything from meteorology and you know Seriously? mechanical engineering stuff to do with the drone and physics and... A lot of air law and stuff, and then you obviously have to fly the drones and, and whatnot. So yeah, I got a job doing business development for a an aerial photography company, and about five weeks in, which was about yeah last week, I realised that it was awesome, but it was mainly a cold call sales job, 
and yeah. I can sell, but I'm not really the type that wants to be sitting in a room cold calling yeah. every single day. It's Going not in front of people, front talking, of people. getting to know people. Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah, it. Wasn't really the business development role. It was more like he should have said, "Okay, this is a sales role. Yeah, this is not really a you know." So yeah, I said, look, I'm not the man for you and I don't want to lead you on in 2018 and you think I'm coming back, blah, blah, blah. So I said, look, I went in and just said, look, I'm not your person. Was it a hard decision to make, to pull the it pin? It was. Yeah. Especially when there's a lot of other people in your life being like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. But I've done it before and it's turned out for the better. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, doing I it like right. that you've, even though it may have been a hard decision to make, that you've been honest with what you want and if you don't do something, then you just don't do it. It's like, not fair. It's not Number one, fair on him, and it's just not fair on you know. If I'm not yeah. happy with my job, I'm not going to be, as I said before, protecting good energy and I'm feeling good. Well, underperforming. Yeah. yeah, it's just not not worth. It's not worth the stress on your life. That's life's fair. too short. I'll, oh, good. I love that. Way too short. So if yeah, you're doing yeah. something you don't love, fuck it off. Don't do it. And no, a, lot of, a lot of older people will say, you know, obviously in their ears, you need to have commitment in mm-hmm. some things, but or in most things. But if you're not enjoying it and you're not giving it your all, your heart's not in it. Continue doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you have to be financially stable and all this sort of stuff. But you've got yeah. the opportunity to and step it's good, aside. It's good you're able to see that other side because, like, I'm a big believer of you know, you if you you grow up, you get to like 18, 20, you pick what you want to do, and then you work until you're 60, and then you die at 80, maybe mm-hmm. if you're lucky. <clears throat> if you're really lucky, you might get to 90 or 100. I'm gonna live to like 140, 150. <laughs> I've decided um, just, just to make sure we fit everything in. But <laughs> but if you it's if you spend that you know that 60 years in the middle of your life doing shit that you don't like and you're grumpy and you're getting home and you're not able to project that positive energy, like what's the point? Like mm-hmm. it, like some people, I hate the. Uh, the yeah it's Friday kind of thing because then you've just fucked like wasted half your week or people who get to the start of December just I just can't wait to 20, 2018 to start like it's the same stuff like yeah. nothing's yeah. going to change yeah just because we've had a, cu- a little break over Christmas like yes you might be renewed for a month but if you're not actually really looking forward to getting out the next morning because you love what you're doing then yeah that is a mantra of mine don't have to live for the weekend I don't want to have to yeah. every day should be awesome I'm like yeah. I'm going What's going on today? 100%. I don't want to go sit down and do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But then own, yeah. can't be naive enough to think that you can't, that you don't have to pay the bills and do no, all that kind of exactly. stuff. No, exactly. That's what. Yeah. And what we live in a very fortunate part of the world where most of us have had the opportunities growing up to kind of decide what we want to do and mm-hmm. then have fallbacks and plan Bs and stuff. And exactly. Yeah, but then again, you've got to you've got to take risks and chase mm-hmm. the things you want. Why did you chase a business degree? Why did you? What got you into? Oh, it's a long story about how I got to the Mate, business degree. It's a long podcast. <laughs> okay, we'll start <laughs> with when. So when, as I was um, when I was growing up, I was always interested in design, and um, I actually wanted to be an architect or an engineer. So when I finally got to uni and I finished year twelve, did you grow up down here? In yeah, I grew up down here in, in Manalaza. Awesome. So I went to Manalaza Secondary. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to and do civil engineering. And I didn't have the enter score to get into RMIT, which was like an 85 or something. Yep. So I ended up um, doing an associate degree in engineering, which basically is the building blocks. You do a bit of electrical, a bit of mechanical, civil. And when you finish that, you choose which you want to major in. Yep. So I finished that and I met a lot of awesome people, a lot of awesome friends. And then I dived into my bachelor. And about a year and a half in, the whole time, to be honest, I was not liking it. No, this is not for me. And I just knew it. But deep down, I was like, my parents have told me this. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, they, stick with they, it. They, they didn't tell me that I had to do it, but they, there's this <clears throat> underlying thing. 
excuse me, what your grandma wants you to do, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I was too young and I was like, <coughs> I'm just expectations put on you. Expectations, yeah. like, you know. But what? that's like pretty normal for, <coughs> for kids that are like 16, 17, 18 to go, well, mum wants me to do this, dad wants me to do this, my teacher wants me to do this, my guidance counsellor thinks I should do this. Yeah. You know, my, my grandma wants me to do this, but like we don't allow ourselves to sit down and spend time thinking about what we want exactly. and what we actually desire. And I think, I don't know, I would love to see the... Bit of Alan Watts there. What yeah. do you desire? I love what him. do you desire? <laughs> I love oh, Alan mate. Watts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the great man. No longer with us, but... Um, yeah, and I think that's... If we were to sit down in maybe year 10 or year 11 or whatever and go to our kids, go to the students, go, well, what do you actually desire? What do you want out of life? Where do you mm-hmm. want to be? What are the things that you'd love doing? Mm-hmm. And then we chase that. And I think, you know, I'm a big believer that Whatever you end up doing, if you love it, it doesn't matter if it's a, if you're cleaning or if you're you know running a gym or if you're doing a business degree. Like if you love doing it, you're gonna want to rock up every day and you're gonna mm-hmm. want to smile. Bam. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty. It, I, I just it's so simple to me. Hundred percent. To do that, and if you and yes, you've got to work hard. Yes, you've got to be committed. And I think that's where some people who go that kind of hippie route of I just want to like have fun, and love what I do may forget that hard work part there's going to be some structure to it oh yeah and there's going to be a lot of uh, to be truly doing what you love there's going to be a lot of sacrifice Mm -hmm. whether it be time or time spent with friends and family or whatever Mm -hmm. you've got to put that work in Mm -hmm. Um, but you're doing that and you've done that through uni yeah yeah so so when you figured out you didn't want to keep going what was next so yeah, at the when I was doing my associate degree, so taking it back to when I just finished, I had mum said, "Do you want to live on campus?" And I was like, "That'd be pretty cool." Mm. So I went along, loved the campus, and I was like, "I'm going to move in." So I moved out of home, and I lived with about probably eight different people. But at the time when I was not enjoying my degree, I was living with this New York guy or this um, gentleman from New York called Barry, and Barry sort of ignited this entrepreneurial spark in me and then awesome. Barry and Jared were my housemates and Jared had a lot of entrepreneurial friends and they were actually studying entrepreneurship at Swinburne and one day we're sitting down having a beer and they're talking about all this stuff and I'm sitting there going I love this stuff like why am I not doing this why am I sitting in every single class hating it so I started thinking about it and for a solid four months I ended up going along two business classes and just seeing if I enjoyed it and sure enough <laughs> That's it was cool. sort of like a Steve Jobs awesome. sort of thing because <laughs> I, I remember hearing someone say that I was like no I'm going to do that and see if I actually like it so I did that and then eventually I'm out of my own mind I'm leaving this course I don't care what you know what my what everyone else says and I, it was going to be hard so I decided to defer and when I deferred I said I was going to work a little bit, and then all my friends in November were going over to America. So I'd go on a bit of a boys' trip, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was probably three weeks after I deferred, Barry had moved back to New York, and he sent me a business plan that he wanted to start a brewery. <laughs> and the reason that that was happening is because we actually started, well, he started brewing beer, and I was an RA, so a residential advisor on campus at uni. So I knew everyone, and he was brewing beer. So we had the beer, I knew all the people. So I was selling all the beers we <laughs> Makes sense. And it, was, yeah, it, all, it all just worked. It's and perfect. It, it was, it was, yeah, it, was, it worked seamlessly. And he said, do you want to start a brewery? And I'm like, Barry, I live in Melbourne. I don't have any business experience. I'm a dropout. I don't think it's going to work. Anyway, he's like, he's like, oh, just like, do you, do you want in? I'm like, yeah, I want in. I'm <laughs> yeah. coming over to the States anyway. That's awesome. So I ended, um, ended up going over there, having my time with the boys and going to LA, San Fran, Vegas, Cancun for spring break. And I ended up in New York. And we set up this brewery in New York. And it was called Freedom Craft Brewery. And it was all about, you know, freedom for 
the people and all that stuff. And it was it was awesome. So that, I was there for about four weeks, living there and setting it up and doing the first brew. And then I came back and I had this entrepreneurial spark. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back oh, and study yeah. entrepreneurship. So that's what I've just done. And I've just completed that. Fantastic. Two, yeah, two months ago. That's crazy. And that's there's cool. a lot of other... Yeah, we'll go through them and I can tell you about this beautiful present. So you, you have you have brought a present with you. I have brought you a present. Talk talk me through it. So this is a hemp pot from a company that I started, which is very small, but it's called the Sensible Co. So I have another business called Humble Body, and I think you've actually probably chatted with Josh about this. Certainly have. So he's a, he's the designer and he's a wizard. He's a mate. Obviously, Snake always is. Shout is, out. Yeah, shout out there. I'm actually wearing Snake Hole cap and shirt as we speak. <laughs> I'm wearing nothing. <laughs> It's nothing snake hole for the boys. Are you, are you wearing, he's wearing something. Not so, just not snake hole. Oh, I'm wearing clothes. <laughs> just no snake hole apparel. Lucky, lucky you're wearing clothes. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is actually made of hemp. So I don't know if you know what hemp is. So you guys can move talk us through it a bit. For those that, for those uninitiated. So for those who don't know, hemp is from the um, cannabis sativa, which is the same plant as marijuana. However, it doesn't have the psychoactive ingredient THC, so all very very limited or minimal amounts in it. So, it's so actually, if I eat this, you will not get high. Oh, okay. Sorry, That's it's not a yeah, it's not a free it's not a free high. Stop jumping, Lucky. <laughs> yeah. So the plant is similar to bamboo. It grows really really. Thin and tall, up to about 14 foot, and very, very fast. But um, this has basically been put through a mincer, and it's like wood chips, and then you mix it with natural lime and water, and it makes like a hemp, it's called hemp creeps, it's like concrete. That's cool. And it's biodegradable, so you can smack that up, put it on your, um, you know, on your gardener's mulch or whatever. It's amazing. But yeah, it's, a little, it. it's a little pot. That's so cool. you, you can plant a little succulent in there when you're finished with it, you go, you know what, I don't want this anymore, and you just beat it up and say, stuff you, Angus, I'm going to put this on the ground. <laughs> what, um, what other sort of products do you currently make? So right now I make Humble Body Skincare, so hemp skincare. So there is a few, um, I've got a few partners in that. Um, and then this is one of the other products that I make, which is obviously the, the pots. But hemp has numerous different, you can make um, clothing, clothing out of it, well, yeah. so obviously it has fibres, you can make obviously the hemp herd, you can build houses out of it. You can make food. It's a superfood. You guys might know of hemp as a food. Not as a food, a, no. You probably well, have hemp. I've heard of hemp protein. And hemp protein, protein stuff. I've heard of. So yeah, it's the most complete plant protein you can get, and it's also rich in omega three, six, and nine. So it's, it's awesome to have, and you probably wouldn't learn about it in your course because it's been demonized well, for that, so long. Well, that's that's the question I was going to ask. Like because it's it's such a, I guess versatile versatile um, ingredient or uh, product or plant or whatever mm-hmm. why isn't it mass produced mass why? used like it should be there, well there's a fantastic book called chasing the scream and it's about the war on drugs and how the war on drugs started and basically a guy called harry anslinger who was the head of the um, narcotics um bureau back in the day he sort of he had this plan to demonize marijuana and when he did it hemp was just chucked in the pile with marijuana Mm. <clears throat> and it's for, you know, that was in 1937. So ever since then, it's just been beaten down to a pulp and the association hasn't been able to separate it. So the stoner stigma still is really, really stuck to it and it's really hard to get it away. So that's part of the mission of Humble Body and also part of Sensible is to educate people about why him is so fantastic and how it could, as a hippie school, it could save the world. How, do you, just, how do you guys go about, I guess... Do you grow it here? Do you import it? What's the what's your process? So I get this from a farmer in Victoria, so it's locally sourced. But awesome. we source all of our oils for the skincare from. We started off in New South Wales, but now we're in Tassie. Um, and yeah, awesome. So awesome. Where do you where do you want to see the I guess hemp industry go over the next five ten years? 
Well, it's it's got a long way to go, but on I think it was two yeah two weeks ago it was legalized to eat it here. <clears throat> so if you go to any fancy cafes, they'll have smashed avocado, and usually they'll now have hemp seed sprinkled on top. Very nutty flavour. Um, but I think in the near future you'll see a lot of um, segments on a current affair in these mainstream media outlets, and people will start to realise that there is <clears throat> excuse me a difference between hemp and weed or <clears throat> excuse me marijuana as you want yep. to call it. And yet it'll, people will catch on and start to see, number one, that it, it can be very lucrative. If with economies of scale and people start using it for different things, yeah. it could be a big money maker. It already is in Canada. It's a billion-dollar industry. Oh. In the States, it's a billion-dollar industry. And this is non-medical side of it. Yeah. Non- well, but now the, like, the states are starting to legalize marijuana in a bunch of different bunch states. Of states. Do you think that will stop or start to improve the stigma around it's very. It's we need to. And hemp. See, they need, need to be separated. separated. Yeah. And finally, last week they had the hemp convention in Melbourne at the um, exhibition centre, and I walked in and got handed a sticker that said, "I don't know, I swear here, but it said Mate, get stoned us. as fuck every day." And it just <laughs> ruined. I was like, "You're ruining the whole stigma. You're you're ruining it for everybody yeah. because." There, it was, there was all these, you know, water pipes, but there was just all these bongs around. I'm sitting there going, this is, this is not, not what, this yeah. is not what hemp's about. This is not what I'm about. And it was really frustrating that all these people that maybe didn't know about hemp that were coming along with their uncle or whatever walking through being like, oh, they just yeah. go, Man, this hemp, they're getting these yeah. photos of these hemp plants. It's like, dude, this is not what this plant is about. Mm. So yeah, we need to, we need someone, a, a thought leader to come along and say, all right, it's like, a, you know, Elon Musk comes along and Electric cars were kind of like, pff, electric car, what? Yeah. I think goes like two kilometers an hour and <laughs> runs out of power, you know. But it's now all of a sudden everyone's like, it, yeah. that thing is sexy. That thing yeah. is awesome. I want one of those. So yeah, it, needs, it needs something like that. But yeah. I, yeah, I would love to be a, yeah, a part of that. Who are the, I guess, guy, the mainstream guys pushing it the most? Pushing it at the moment in Australia? Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's a few, Margaret River Hemp Company. Um, they're all, they've got some amazing products. You should check them out. Um, but those... The two of those business partners, they're really, really pushing it. And there's a lot of people that are pushing it in the farming the farming realm. Yeah. But you need a special machine called a decorticator, which separates the fibre from the herd and stuff, yeah, okay. which is what this is made out of. Yeah. Um, so there's all these different people, but a lot of people have been very, uh, what's the word? They've promised things and then they haven't delivered. So they have, for example, um, said to farmers, oh, you should, um, you should grow this hemp, I'll bring my decorticator along and you can make X amount of money. And at the end of the day, they actually don't rock up with the decorticator, don't give them what they promise, and the people are like, well, stuff hemp, I'm, yeah, I'm right. done with it. Um, Is it a very regulated industry? Highly regulated. Right. The reason we actually started Humble Body was because you need to either be studying, um, sorry, like researching hemp as a scientist, or you need to be... Um, Selling a product that is hemp-related, okay. so yeah, we, we lost it. Yeah, it's really cool. So, <clears throat> what would the mission statement be for Sensible Co. and Humble Body if you were to tell it to someone, elevator pitch to someone you've never met? The Sensible Co. The tagline for the Sensible Co. is um, hemp-based homewares that are practical and functional, not simply decorative. So I think a lot of our homewares in this consumeristic environment we're living in are just me too products. They're bang, 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 pumping out products, exorbitant, exuberant prices. Um, but they're just ending up in landfill. So creating 
hemp can also make plastic. So making hemp um, homewares, and homewares are obviously number one, women are usually buying homewares. Like I love homewares as well, but they're usually by women. And my sister, for example, gets sick of a, a pot in, and I'll get that pot. I know that she's buying an $8 pot, and I'm so happy because I get that pot in three weeks. <laughs> but at the end of the day, a lot of the, a lot of the time, it's not, it doesn't happen that way. So that rug, whatever it may be, just ends up in landfill. So that one there is to change the way we view products mm. and we need to start thinking about this a lot more with especially with the amount of microplastics that we have in yeah. the ocean all this sort of stuff yeah the people aren't thinking about right now but in 25 no. years time it'll be a real big, it's issue. A big issue and when you're eating a music bar and you're like, oh it's a bit of plastic oh shit like it's just gonna be commonplace yeah. you know what i mean um so yeah it's really cool what, what are the what are the <clears throat> Because I'm, I'm big on like taking daily action and trying to find the little things that each individual can do to improve it. What are the, apart from buying hemp products mm-hmm. and hemp-based products, what this are the things? In the hemp, this is in the hemp realm? Or just, just <clears throat> give, me a, give me a hemp answer and I want a life answer. Right. What are the things that everyone can do to, <laughs> I guess, help, help improve our future and the brightness of our future? Okay. <laughs> big question, huge question. It is a big question. I think people need to um, do their own research, understand that the mainstream media is usually not giving you the right answer. Um, so yeah, understand um, the actual facts before you go delving into things. So yep. some people hear something on the, on the, on the news, and they, if I hear something on the news, I'll go and I'll check five different websites. I might even go in and look at a few foreign websites yeah. to see mm. their diplomatic opinion of the actual. Yeah. yeah. But some people just go, all right, a current affair said this, 3AW has said this. It was like, an article in the Herald. It was an article in the Herald. I'm happy with it. They take I'm happy the gospel, with it. don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, do, do your own research and start. If it's if it's to do with the environment, if it's to do with sustainability stuff, um, uh, try, do everything you can to reduce your impact. And Alana, I don't know if Alana chatted, but we recently went on the plant-based, full plant-based diet, which has been awesome. And we, like I trimmed down, I went from 84 kilos down to 73 now without, okay, I was working out, yeah. but I haven't But you were just like, eating well. Yeah. I was just eating well. Like I literally just cut out a lot of things. But I think, yeah, that sort of footprint of, um, you know, the meat, the dairy and meat industry has, that also plays a big role. But um, that's all just personal, personal yeah. opinions. And, yeah, that's really cool. Um, hmm. That was just a decision we chose to make. Everyone could take a lesson from that, though, in mm. reducing their consumption and being less consumeristic, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and just being, I guess, present with the things that you have and the people that you spend it with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all yeah. about getting the latest pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how they pot's made of pot. That was part of the whole thing. I was, yeah. like, oh, I, I was making them my grandma's that's house awesome. and she's like, are you allowed to be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> my yes, grandma. Sounds dead. <laughs> yeah. but that, like, that's something that I've been trying to be a little bit more mindful around is just that like, I love the idea of being somewhat, somewhat minimalist, like having less crap. And we're in a, we're in like that obviously consumerist raging consumerist society where everyone wants the new thing or the new new whatever and being Christmas time everyone wants mm. presents or everyone wants to buy presents for everyone and mm. I was having this conversation with KP my partner the other day and, I, and she was like what are you, like are we doing presents for Christmas I'm like no nah, let's just we go to Tassie I'm like let's like buy each other something to do in Tassie whether it's a nice dinner or whether it's experience. some sort of experience like I hope she doesn't listen actually this will be out after Christmas so it's all good <laughs> 
I think I think I'll buy a, like a day mountain biking through Tassie, like just something that we can actually yeah. experience together and actually yeah. do. And you know, mum's the same. What do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, I genuinely like everything I want. I buy, like I go and get. Yeah. And all I want is just hang out with you guys, or maybe a bottle of gin or something. <laughs> like, just something like something that, like but for me, that's an experience because you can sit with people yeah. and drink it and enjoy and, mm-hmm. and something like that. And it's not just a pot that sits on your. On yeah. your, next to your door that you never never touch again or never lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. And that it's uh, the thing you look back with when you're 60 and you remember that mountain bike ride. Yeah. You don't remember yeah. that Digimon. Okay, don't Digimon. <laughs> but <laughs> <or> Digimon, seriously. <laughs> bad, bad example. Digimon's are rad. <laughs> Bring them back. Uh, Super Nintendos. Oh, that, that that was a laugh. Back laugh. in the day. <laughs> Wasn't that a laugh? But you're right. Like your ability to chase experiences over things yeah. Yeah. I think like leads to happiness because you're able to have that moment and remember that moment forever mm-hmm. um, and even if you don't remember the moment you remember how you felt when you were chasing something yeah Here's a question for you mm-hmm. what both scares and excites you at the same time my current predicament yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so what? Oh, so what is the plan? You're obviously like you're running Sensible Co and Humble Body. So yeah, Sensible and Humble. And when I was living up in, so when I um, was living up in the city, because I've done a lot of, I've launched obviously um, the social media for, for both of them, and I yep. had a little bit of help along the way as well. But I've learned a lot about managing online um, social media accounts. So I actually started. I was working at a pub as well, so I worked at the Royal in the Bay, so a few of your listeners might actually remember some good times there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so when I was in Sydney, I was working at a bar, so I said to them, do you want your social media manager? And they said, yeah, that'd be be fantastic. Um, So they started paying me a wage to do it, and then I got, so I was doing them, and I got one more pub, which was um, Arcadia Hotel in South Yarra, which was awesome. So the Wolf and I was in Chapel, Arcadia was in um, Turak. Awesome. And I got two F45s, so I started bringing in, that was like, that was my base income yeah. but I found that when I was going along to the businesses I was basically almost business mentoring them or analysing <laughs> what they were currently doing why they're succeeding because social media right now if you don't if Murders didn't have social media how the hell am I going to find you exactly, exactly. so the online presence is your brand now mm. it's so <clears throat> important to be able to beam off come here come here like, this is an amazing thing we've got an amazing community come along Yeah. so yeah I was doing that and then um, so I was doing a lot of business analysis stuff and I didn't realize I thought the business analysis was also business development I thought it was the same thing but when I actually left my job last week I met up um, well I chatted to a friend one of Alana's friends who does recruitment and she said Angus you're not a business developer you're not, you're not you know, well, you, that's part of your job but you're a business analyst and I'm like what, is it, what even is that <laughs> yeah. so I went and researched it and sure enough it's the it's exact all the stuff thing you I do. love to do analyzing what they're currently doing and negotiating with all of the I suppose the stakeholders in the business being a people person saying alright this is how I'm going to get this project done and then sort of, you know, um, framing it all together and going, all right, how do we deliver on this project? So, yeah, the next step for me is finding a, um, a business analyst you know, a business analyst job. Awesome. That's do you think it'll be something where you're just at one business I or do you want to be multiple? Contract work, so awesome. jumping around. So um, whether it be – it's going to be in the digital realm. So whatever it may be, I'm not sure just yet. Yeah. Um, our, mar- our marketing guy is actually struggling a little bit at the moment. Yeah. So I feel as though we could probably use your help. Yeah, I'd love to come and have a chat. For, the, I lo- I for, love those, that, for those that don't know, Angus is sitting next to our marketing guy at the moment and he's, <laughs> and he's really upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love 
chatting about that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's what, such a, yeah. I'm going to unpack all of that a, a little bit. What's like, talk to me about social media. What, what do you think the, in 2017, soon to be 2018, and I think this podcast might even be out first week of 2018. Mm-hmm. What do you think, what do you think the positives are of social media and what do you think are the drawbacks or negatives oh. on society and how we interact with people and brands and businesses and things like yeah. that? It's a loaded question. Because the, yeah, the, as far as social media for personal use can be it can be very detrimental on your mental health. Especially we've kind of grown up this age where we got it when we were 17, 18. But these kids now, for example, I've got a younger family member who is I think she's ten or eleven now, and she is going live on Instagram. But I don't, I don't, I don't think she understands that that is like a big deal. Number one, they yeah. can probably geolocate where she is, yeah. and all these different things. But she is, you know, going, oh, should I go live? Should I not go live? Does this hat look good? Does this look good? And you're going, wow, she's already like, thinking about that's that. That's the way you she's, think, yeah. Think she's about going, how, am how I... she perceives... Yeah, her perception... Yeah, perceived by people. Yeah, exactly. Is that affecting um, how um, her future, I suppose, and mm-hmm. how she's going to actually interact with people? Is she going to be self-conscious? All this sort of yeah. stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, juggling personal social media is something you've got to be very careful of and don't get too absorbed in. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for... Um, Younger generations as well. They've just released the new messenger for kids. Uh, that's for te- kids. That's terrifying. Isn't which it? is what's your scary. What's, Simon, what's your thoughts? I so Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook have said that they've released this new app to educate kids and sort of ease them into social media and unlock their online presence. But in the same sentence, they are tracking these kids. So, like you said, they're geolocating. These kids, they're tracking their behavior. Yep. They're tracking how they interact with their friends. How they yep. talk, the language and they use. They'll start to, like, as they grow up, they'll sell, start selling products to them and Facebook will be making money from this. Well, the reason like the reason why Facebook is worth $500 billion or whatever it is is because people upload all their information to it. So they're, like, they've got everything on everyone in terms of how to, like, how they can sell it to different companies and how they can bring different companies in and, and like they're, the information they create is so valuable mm. so they've basically got a monopoly on all of our information yeah. and we give it to them for free and businesses <coughs> pay them to do yeah. it as well and the scary thing is that scary. Facebook can track everything yeah. like you watch a, a video on through Facebook in your news feed and Facebook will recognise that you've watched that video and six months down the line they can tailor and advertisement to that mm. view. Which is, which is what us as, as a business that's, that's got a really strong online presence, we have we have to jump on that and you, we utilise things like that yeah. for our marketing. Yeah. But, that's where businesses can use social media as a, as a tool to yeah. benefit. For the people that have yeah, Googled they, koala mattress and then had the, the koalas, <laughs> you could follow them around for six weeks. Like that's, God, that's how it's how, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can put your wine on the mattress without a sheet there and do a bomb on the bed and it won't even move. It's Everyone like, knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the best thing about it. Um, yeah, that, that is a very interesting point when you said <clears throat> you'll get targeted with these ads. And mm. it's one thing, it's, it's awesome for the brands, but at the same time, it is awesome for us because I'm like, yeah. I didn't even know I wanted that. No, I wanted <laughs> yeah. at the same time, it's like, do, do I, I want actually it? need it? Yeah. Like, it comes, comes back, back to this consumer thing. Yeah. So it's this big, um, I suppose if we can make all, if we can sell things that can be recycled, that'd be awesome. Um, so I think, yeah, but the more that social media becomes more prevalent, the more you can buy off it and it becomes more just a marketplace, really. Mm. Yeah. 
So yeah, a lot of buying happening. From a business point of view, how do you, uh, I guess, use social media and use online presence to, mm-hmm. especially in your <clears> business, <throat> make the world a better place? Oh, I suppose you have to have a one um, one vision for your social media account, how, how you want to use it. So number one, obviously it's selling, selling your product, mm. but you want to, um, for us, for Humble and for Sensible, it is um, showing people how to be sustainable, showing them sustainable products, other ways they can do things, and actually you know, educating them, so using it as an education platform. Mm. Especially for, I've actually, I haven't scoped out, I'm going to give you a bit of, I'm going to, Give us a scope, scope, you guys. Scope, you guys. <laughs> I think I'll actually give it a problem. I haven't scoped it out. Get, <laughs> get around us. But I think, yeah, one thing... Versperformance.com if anyone's, uh, <laughs> if anyone's looking for, for cool stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I, when, I went, when I was working at the pub, they were just posting. It was just garbage. It wasn't. It was, it was just horrible. Mm. So I went through, and I'm a little bit of a photographer, so I went along with my camera, shot the whole entire menu, shot the venue, shot some staff shots as well, and gave it a bit more, a bit more personality. Mm-hmm. So when people went on to the Wolf Night, they went, what do I want to eat? Oh, I thought, yeah, I just want to get Palmer. So I jump on Instagram and they go, actually, no, I don't want to get the Palmer. I want to get, yeah. you know, I want to get this. So they don't want the business benefits because they're not just selling Palmer's every single day of the week. <laughs> they're actually selling, you know, that special yeah. salad. Um, but yeah, so giving it, yeah, giving that, that bit more personality, which is what, and then obviously making it look visually appealing, having that, consistency through your feed which is there's all these girls on Instagram that do such I don't they do such a good job of it mm. and that's how they are making so much money out of yeah. it because people they'll have 1.4 million followers who just like looking at it because it looks visually appealing and yeah. boobs and, and boobs of course that's of at least 40% <laughs> I don't look at boobs but it's, no, when you go on those profiles it'll be whatever it, even I don't know <clears throat> do you travel I don't know yeah. you but they're, you're right they're, they're, yeah. it's visually appealing you're looking at you like wow that's amazing and you can tell they're using these whether it be like I can tell you a few there's a few scheduling tools and a few organisational yeah. tools you can use to um, you know set that up because they they don't know just oh I'm going to post that photo and look fantastic they've got these mm. um, programs they're using which I can I don't know yeah, if you yeah. use them right now but I can show you a few of them but yeah it just it works and then you want you want to go and follow that person and then obviously, once you see it enough, they go, actually, I want to come on to Virtus. I want to mm-hmm. go and see what yeah. it's all about. It, it looks quite awesome. Everyone else is loving it. Why won't I love it? And yeah. that's how you generate... It's cool to see, it. like, I've been... Like, our marketing and our... The way we drive our business has is, is improved a lot since Coop joined over the last six months. And just the structure around why we do it. But, like, our story and our, our photos that we put up... I've had a lot more people kind of say, wow, Virtus looks like it's pumping. Like, that's the first thing people say. And I'm like, cool. Like, how have you seen it? And I'm like, oh, social media. Like, people that don't necessarily think would be following it are sending me messages, are talking to me in the street when I, when I catch up with them or run into them. And it's just like, wow, everything looks, looks like yeah. it's going well. And we're able to project that. Like just by pressing a button on our phone, yeah, which is which is a pretty powerful tool. And you're keeping them in front of mind; they're mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. here. Yeah, which exactly. Is, which is really really important. Yeah, where do you, where do you see it going over the next couple of years? Social media, social media, and yeah, that that business oh. side of social media. <clears throat> I suppose right now the the live thing is becoming a real big thing. I'm assuming you, you might go live with when you have a few classes or whatever, <clears throat> and you've seen Instagram. They've got now the friend. I forget what it's actually called, but you know I can go live and then invite a friend to go live. Yeah, we actually so, we've just started using you, that as like a team building activity. We all go live awesome. once a day. That's so cool. And tell everyone, tell the team what's going on. Like we've our team's gotten big or bigger pretty quick. So we're yeah. not able. I think today is we the first time we've had all of our staff members together at the same time, which never happens yeah okay so we 
to make sure that we're all on the same page and all listening to each other and understanding what's going on, we do a quick live video every day. That's awesome. Which, which, is, which is cool and it's helped significantly with like team morale and just making sure that everyone understands where everyone's at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that ability to utilize it for our classes or what's going on or, you know, we had our Christmas party the other day and we went live for the Virtus Ball final, which is just a game. Kind of, what was it? Virtus Ball. So it's basically, it's basically like a really simple shooting game. Okay. Basketball that we do at Virtus, that we do the Virtus Ball World Championships every Christmas party, every That's year. so good. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's it's, awesome. It's just 2v2 basketball, basically, with shooting. Yeah. So it's kind of like basketball. Um, which is, movie is which is an best. amazing movie. <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker if you're listening. <laughs> um, but and we we use that as our yeah, as, and we use it for that. But it's not something that we've used lots. But like, you can see how valuable it is because it's real. Yeah. You can't fake it. You can't you know script it really because it's just well, what's happening now? What's happening? Yeah. Advertis right now. What's happening in my life right now? You know what's happening at at the pub you're, you're doing it for right now and it's, it's yeah it's a really cool way to give people proper insight into what you're doing definitely mm. and yeah it gives it personality as well yeah exactly so the, yeah yeah and one of our big things that we try and push is that we're not just a regular gym yeah and it's it shows that you know <clears throat> we're taking the guys down to the beach or we're going out for coffee with 20 people or you know all the different I guess lifestyle things that you're able to show that's <laughs> not just you know the sets reps of a deadlift or a squad or, yeah. or something that everyone does yeah that's the thing we're not just like you said we're not just a gym and life doesn't just revolve around the gym mm-hmm. it's all the stuff behind the scenes like nutrition and sleep and yeah hey eating there's a lot more that goes um, into it exactly and there's a lot more to a happy life than <laughs> without a point of me by the way <laughs> <laughs> they Christmas socks aren't they? yeah they are Christmas socks oh. it's actually a T-Rex in a Santa suit is it, if you're wondering that is fantastic that is awesome so agree, though. <laughs> with your with your business analysis stuff what's been the most I guess valuable things you've learned both about the businesses but about yourself while you've been going through it oh goodness I've realised that I am very analytical and quite critical yep. I, I think the perfectionist thing comes along and sometimes I have to kind of go, okay, it doesn't have to be that perfect. Like, it doesn't have to be that square. You have to have line up your wallet, your phone, and your drink bottle. It's a good problem to have. It's, it, it's it a good is, problem it to have. It is a good problem. It's, sometimes it can cause issues. Um, what, have I, what have I learned about myself? I enjoy it. I suppose I really, I've learned that I really, really enjoy it. That's and good. I really, really enjoy helping other businesses. Mm. And I love projects and working on something, helping someone, and then going to the next thing. I don't, yeah. And it'd be like um, you guys here. You're not just running a gym. You're it's it's this. It's like it's almost like Apple. You're not just selling a product. You're creating this lifestyle where people, yeah. you know, they feel a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, what else can I even answer that question? <laughs> Got front of blame, but how like um, like one of the main things that I learned, especially at university, was work ethic. Mm-hmm. And being able to commit to something, work hard at it, and reap the rewards of that. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing that I took from uni. Yeah. Just being able to solidify that work ethic and yeah. have it translate later in life to not just work, but other endeavours. Because there are so many times at uni when you're like, what am I doing with my life? Well, I want to go to this class, yeah. yeah it, is a, it, is shows, yeah it shows commitment, finishing mm-hmm. that degree. 
Do you, so I guess being in the position you are now, having like moved on from the job that you had well, yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and having like I guess all these options, do you get anxious about not making the right decision or picking the right one or anything like that? I am a firm believer in trusting your gut. Good. I always trust yeah. my gut. And if you're not, if you're not feeling it, which I wasn't, and don't get me wrong, the job I had was awesome. Like there was some yeah. people. It was someone's dream job. Yeah, but it just wasn't was, for you. I was going along, I was flying drones. I went, <clears throat> went up in a helicopter and did like an orbit of this ProBuild website and shot like this Pro, you know, from a, from a helicopter. That's awesome. I was flying a blimp. There's only four blimps <laughs> in Australia. I flew a blimp. <laughs> what? Like from a, there was Tree cool, yourself. That's right. It was some cool stuff. It was a cool job, but yeah. it was just not for me. And I was yeah. sitting there every day. I, okay, I only did, you know, five, six weeks of it. But every day I went in there, I was like, this is an awesome job and an awesome team, but it's not what I want to do. And I felt this anxiety coming over me. And I just felt like I'm, I'm not loving it. I'm not, yeah. my heart is not in this. It's not. And I felt this gut feeling. And I'm like, you know what? If I leave this now, what is the worst that can happen? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be able to, I'm like a cat. I'm going to fall on my feet. Can you repeat that? Because so many people need to, need to hear that. Yeah, like, you're going to be okay. What is the worst that can happen? Well, it's I've, exactly. I've done it once before when I left uni and yeah. then came back and did the entrepreneurship degree. Yeah. And I didn't have any, I sent in my, you know, in my bank account when I did that. And I just think, <laughs> I've heard, I listen to a lot of podcasts, whether it be the founder podcast, how I built this with Guy Raz, yep. all these sort of podcasts. And every single person has this turning point. And I just want to, I want to get to that turning point. But if you just stay in something you don't love, mm. I'm, I'm 26, but I don't want to be 30 going, all right, I really should have not stayed in this position. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I, I might come along a time when I go Did I, should I really have quit that job but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen I think I know deep down inside and that it, it's not and you can kind of like I can sense from you that whatever you end up doing you're going to follow the things that you like doing and that you love doing so you're like there'd be, there's kind of in, in one way there's nothing to worry about because you're always going to work hard you're always going to chase things you love and if that ends up being you know whatever you can move between different things and I'm a, I'm a big believer that if you do things that you don't like and realize that you don't like them that's just as good as finding something you, you love because it's gonna you know it it, it makes it makes the i guess the pool of things you can be doing a little bit smaller every time you find something you hate now oh, fuck that off we don't need that we move to this you've got a big don't list like and you just yeah cross them <clears> and off. just crossing things off i I can 100% agree. I know I don't like cold mm. calling now. I, like <laughs> I know that for sure. I don't like working hospitality full time. Yeah. I might want to run my own venue one day, but not yeah. working. There's, there's, just there's a lot of uh, yeah, different people. People like cold calling. Yeah. Cheers, <laughs> cheers to you all. But oh man, <sighs> I can think you of. Got to be yeah. It's not a fun. Yeah. You got to be able to deal with a lot of rejection. <laughs> you do have to. Yeah. It's a which is it's it's a very good like for that that small short period yeah. it was a good thing good life lesson that. <clears throat> and if you are doing something you don't like you're going to learn from it and you're yeah. going to have yeah. I guess things that like you get out of it that you'll use in all the other things that you mm-hmm. do now which is yeah I think it's it really cool. nicely into failure as well and I was about to say the exact same thing failure isn't failure because yeah. you take always take something from it and like you said if you find something you don't like well that's a win you found something that you just ticked another box and you've learned things that you can take into your next project yeah like that post I put up during the week was all around failure and all the all the times I've fucked up in the last 12 months that Mm. and it was like Yes, I'm fucked up. Yes, I'll continue to stuff like stuff up and have things go wrong, and yeah. and you know we'll try something and it won't work, but that's okay. It, we that just, is more versus performance to where it is yeah, today. Pretty much, pretty much. And like, what's that Edison quote? Like, I love that. I didn't, I didn't, 
I'm a fan. I've just had a thousand times of dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's perfect. Because it's just. I tell you what, there's a lot of. It's just like, there's a lot of energy just flowing around the room here. Just for... <laughs> Thanks, Wilson, for uh, sponsoring the lights in this room. <laughs> when you said um, the failure thing, the business degree, or the on- I did Bachelor of Business Entrepreneurship and Innovation. And the entrepreneurship side, which was the main focus, focuses on um, failure and how failure is not what people perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. And in Australia and America, it's very, very um, uh, sort of accepted. But when I went and studied, I went and lived in Germany for about seven months. And I studied there, and it was awesome. I studied at TUM, which is the um, Technical University of Munich. And it's called the Entrepreneurial University. And Munich, the culture around failure is very different. When I said that I left my engineering degree, they said, what did your parents say? <laughs> what did you, they, and because it's so conservative, they, yeah. they're, they're failure. They, they've got a lot further to go to um, that acceptance of failure as you know, compared yeah. to America and Australia. But Berlin, there's a big startup culture and they're yeah. embracing that. And Munich are, but just it's ingrained in their culture. You shouldn't, you, sh- you should stick yeah. at it. Don't even think about stopping it. Just keep going. Then, yeah, it's just not, I don't think it's worth it. You've got 80 years. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I think I don't know. I don't want to stick on 80. Is that what I'm I've probably spoken about this in every podcast, but one of the things that just, it, it's mind blowing to me that people do things they don't want to do. I guess, like, I'll, I'll use the word luck. Like, I don't necessarily believe it's luck, but I'm lucky that I'm in a position now where I can, like, I could, if I want, I can take tomorrow off and yeah. do whatever I want. I can effectively take the next couple of weeks off because I've worked hard in the position I am to do what I want to do mm-hmm. and every day I'm able to chase the things that I want to do I love doing like like today I've coached I've had a coffee I've caught up with had a meeting about a video for the gym like you had a gym uh, yeah, yeah we, <laughs> we, we've had a we've had a 9 10 a.m. gym which is you know play on you know like we're, we're, hang, we're hanging out and doing a podcast like everything every little thing that I do is something I want to do mm-hmm. and I don't think I think I'm in a very fortunate position that I'm able to do that and mm-hmm. I'm able to say that and I think I feel as though you two are both in exactly the same position like you'll do yes there's hard things and there's things that you don't necessarily want to do but you know it's it's centered around your bigger vision and what mm-hmm. you actually want to do so you're willing to put in the work but at the same time you're not going to do shit you don't want to do you're just going to move on yeah. Yeah. and chase the chase the fun stuff yeah mm-hmm. what am I'm just quickly cutting quickly. One of my little You're allowed to do that, mate. It's, it's Sorry, definitely mate. allowed. Can't touch <laughs> Cut the bottom. <laughs> off. Talk to us, Coop. What's up? Um, one, of the, one of my little mantras recently has been to find solutions to things. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways, and not just to big problems, small things as well, but one of the things I, I think about is what, what do you want to... Like, if, if I've got a decision... Do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? That's an easy decision to make, but I think people get caught up in that. Yeah. What they want to do and what they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people should be doing, like you said, people should be doing what they want to do. People, they should be passionate about it, wake up in the morning, look excited to attack the day mm-hmm. and not looking forward to the weekend and yeah. thinking about what they... <laughs> Should be doing and trying to, to escape, escape their lives. Yeah, we should be dreading, dreading waking up. That's, yeah. And that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah, and I think, but you've got to, like, there's what you want and there's what you need, <coughs> and they're two, we think they can be the same thing, but sometimes they can be different things. And, mm. like, I might want to take the next six weeks off, but I know I need to, need to be at work at some point. Yeah. But because I've chosen a role, career, job, whatever you want to look at, I've chosen a role that I love doing. Like, 
if I go on holiday for the next week, I'll get anxious about wanting to be at work and wanting to do work. <laughs> Which is the best. The best well, it's, it's cool. Like, like I'm going to be, I've got a couple of holidays coming up and I'm really excited to go away and do work that is different and actually spend time looking at the business from a bigger perspective and, and looking in on everything rather than being <clears> in the <throat> bubble and yeah, getting outside the bubble and actually questioning. Getting well, a bit of perspective. Should, yeah, exactly. Should we be doing this? Should we be doing this? What, what about this? Yeah. And that, but that's only come through a, a couple, you know, five, six, seven years of hard work and putting yeah. like sacrifices and time and all that kind of stuff. Did you always want to start no. your business? Uh, oh, I did, probably didn't know it, but I was probably. But you always had the. You yeah, thought, like, I was probably happened? always going to be my own boss. Like, yeah. dad was. So dad's a podiatrist, but he's running his own business since before I was born, I think. Yeah. Um, he, I think he worked in a hospital for a while and then started his own business. And I think seeing him work incredibly hard as we were growing up but at the same time he was able to take us to footy he was able to take us to running training he was able to spend the weekends with us he was yeah. you know I remember when I was younger he would be home a lot later than he was as it went on but he was probably able to make that decision because he was his own boss do you think he inspired you to go oh, 100% on, on the 100% yeah without <clears throat> without talking to him about it and without me realising it it's something that yeah, the first time I kind of realized it was just like, well, I was probably never going to work for someone else for a long period of time. Like, I was always going to do my own thing. And whether I was working with someone or whatever, I was always going to be making the decisions because it's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, yeah, like working a few jobs. I was lucky enough to have some pretty rad jobs, like growing up, like Rebel Sport and mm-hmm. a couple of other cool jobs we we were able to Frankston Rebel Sport Frankston Rebel Sport yeah. probably sold me some some Asics or something probably did mate I probably did <laughs> sales I was the king sales salesperson at uh, Rebel Sport Frankston for a lot of years um, <clears throat> there's probably still still a plaque on the wall for the day I got 100 sales in one day but anyway but like like I was yeah I was always probably moving towards having my own thing and whether it was you know I got into this industry because I like sport like a lot of people do like I got into exercise science because, well, sports fun, <laughs> and let's yeah. like let's try and I do want it. to be able to run fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so you know, it's a natural progression of I tried a lot of shit that I didn't like, and I and I was able to to move forward into the you know what I want to run a business, mm-hmm. and then when you like, and this is something for the people that do want to run businesses, and most people, a lot of people do, especially now that entrepreneurship's kind of mainstream and kind of yeah. cool. Everyone wants to do it. Yeah, but. It's um, there's a like there's a shitload of dark days and long days and oh, and failure and stuff like that. But it's the best thing in the world when you can have a day where you can kind of like you know what it's kind of you can step back. Look at the thing you built. Yeah, yeah. Look at it, what you built, yeah. and it's kind of like well, this is this is moving. And even if, yeah, <laughs> and you people think like I've I've found it if you do an accounting degree or if you do a coaching degree or whatever, people think they have the right to run a business. And I definitely thought I did and then went, holy shit, this is actually really hard <laughs> because you've got to have a million different hats. Like you've got to be all over your operations. You've got to be all over your HR. You've got to be all over your finance stuff. You've got to be all like all over accounting. As a coach that tells people how to get or teaches people how to get stronger and faster and bigger and lose weight and better, all that kind of stuff, that's the easiest part of my job. <laughs> like, that's the easiest part of my week is, is when I actually get to coach. Yeah. It's the holy shit, how do I sort out the accounting and finance stuff? Like, how do I make sure that all my team are happy and moving forward? Like, how do I make sure the operation stuff's there? It's oiling the big machine and making sure that it doesn't yeah. nasty. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Yeah, to answer your question, really simple answer your question, yeah, I was probably always going to do something yeah. like this. But I didn't know it until I actually started doing it. Yeah. Um, do you think, yeah, were you a, have you always been moving towards kind of running your own show? I think always I did, I did want to do it. And there was this, I, I, I'm a firm believer in, oh, I, I'm not a firm believer, but I do believe in destiny. And I think that everyone, you have, I've got this sort of, I've always thought I would get somewhere. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I've always thought I would get there and be like, I'm a happy man. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I always wanted to do it. But I think I was always told you should do, because well, I loved engineering, I loved design and that sort of stuff. You've got to be an engineer. So I thought that's what I had to do. Yeah. So I think, I, not that I wasted a lot of time, because it was not wasted. I learned a lot of things through those years doing those different degrees. But yeah, I think um, yeah, I always do want to do something. And that's good that you can actually look at it. And Coop's just pouring himself another gin, if you guys can hear that. <laughs> Triple shot. <laughs> um, but that's kind of cool that you can you can look back and go, well, yeah, I didn't love that that degree, but I learned a lot out of it. And like I did a I did half of a master's degree, and went learn a bit about coaching that helps me, but mm-hmm. it showed me exactly what I wanted to be doing. And yeah. if you if you're in a uni degree that you don't like keep doing it or move out but whatever decision you make know that you've made it for the right reasons and you've yeah. made the right decision and everything everything happens for a reason and as long as you stand back look over that's it, been like a looking... common thread for the last 10 podcasts really? me, well, it... me fighting with that because I think I, I hate the and, I, and people don't need to be hearing me talking about this again but I, I, I hate the feeling <laughs> 25 words or less mate. 25 words or less done I hate the feeling that thing or the idea that everything's set in stone for you yeah, but I do believe things happen for a reason. I think there you go. I yeah. said it. Whatever. Carry but on. What a, you're definitely. What's the word? Um, you said luck before. You said that I got lucky, but well, as you know, you didn't say that. But what, yeah, I heard yeah. the word luck. Yeah. And I don't believe in 100% luck. Everything is you. You plan that path, and mm. you plan that luck. You make your own. Luck. You make your own. Oh, luck. People don't. People always. Oh, that person just got lucky. You know. Oh, Elon Musk got lucky. He was born into here, and he had this much money. Blah blah blah. No, no, no. He took a lot of risks. Yeah. He's yeah. He, he, he was living on a couch <laughs> in his own. I love. His I, love for, I love his books. So oh, much. Oh. <clears throat> Elon Musk is my idol for everyone. Just to just let you know. I love to. <laughs> when I meet, when I meet, oh, I'm gonna meet that guy one day. That's awesome. Um, I sell Tesla's on my own work for Tesla I literally just talk about them so much people think I work for them um, <laughs> but I do want to drive a Tesla one day <clears throat> but yeah creating your own luck as long as you <clears throat> stand back like you're on Crash Bandicoot and look over yourself and go alright what am I doing with my life and there's all these different ways you can go and as long yeah. as you make a cal- it's all about make, making calculated decisions and taking calculated risks calculated risks it's, yeah People think, oh, that's such a big risk. It's like, no, I've thought about that in a major way. What are the things that can go wrong? How can they go wrong? Yeah. If they do go wrong, what's the next step from there? And as long as you think about that and think in that way, you're going to be okay. So awareness, isn't it? Of Having where you are, where you want to go, <coughs> and if you do fail or if you do hit a setback. <coughs> Still having that overall vision and that, that goal in mind and to that, be able to get back on track and jump back on the horse. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's really important. And like, I'm a big quote guy, but I've been reading. I am? Yeah, yeah, as you all know. <laughs> all right, all right, Alan. <laughs> I just like stealing Alan Watts stuff. But I'm reading um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill at the moment. I'm really, really enjoying it. And one of my favorite quotes from it is You're the, cap- you're the, the master of your fate, the captain of your soul, because you have the power to, to decide. Like, you have the power to do whatever you want. And yeah. people 
get stuck in that negative mindset of, oh, no, I have to do what everyone else says I should do. <coughs> but for, and for me, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy because as soon as you tell yourself you can't do something, you're never going to do it. Like, do like, I think you're, you and I think very similar and like Coop thinks the same. It's just whatever we do, we're going to be successful because we know why we're doing it and we want we know that we're not you know I, I've all, growing up I've had a big thing about not being average like mm-hmm. I just don't want to be average yeah and not that there's anything wrong with being average because you know half people are I guess or half people are below average <laughs> that, that's the law of averages yeah so it's how so, <laughs> Simon you're a numbers guy talk to me how does that work well look if the median's greater than the mode then uh, you know, <laughs> equals three shots of but like I, I'm just like I just don't want to be I just don't want to be average and like I want to be a role model for the people around me mm-hmm. and everything just comes back to that. If I mm-hmm. hold myself to the standard that I want people to view me and it's, I don't know, whether it's, it's a selfish way of looking at things, but but then I can be someone that people look up to to improve whatever area that is. Yeah. Do you have a why? Do you have, can you I articulate do. a why? <clears throat> I haven't listened to Alana's, your podcast with Alana, but I'm assuming, did she talk about Simon Sinek? I haven't sent it out yet. Having a why, uh, I think that I'm always finding my why because my why is sort of tied in with where I want to be and my why constantly changes. Like, can I find something that I, I'm like, okay, I love flying drones, photography and business development. I'm going to become a drone pilot in business development with this, you know, this company, but then I'm like, but why am I doing that? Now, so I'll, I'll, scoop, I'll keep going along That's cool. and I know eventually I'm going to get there. It's going to happen. And you'll find the one thing that you'll stay I'll on. I'll find the one yeah. thing that I'll stay on and it's going to happen. But telling some people, you know, some people in your life right now that that's it's going to be okay is very, very difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing in the world. But yeah, having a why is such an important thing because you don't have a why, you don't have a what's the word? Um, I would say like sense of f- fulfillment. Sense of fulfillment. Yeah, because even if you, but if you don't have a why, <laughs> that's okay. And like, like I just sat down with all my staff individually over the last month and kind of had a meeting around just how everything was going and things like that and some of some of the guys know what they want and they know what their why is and they chase that daily but some their their why is I want to figure out what my why is and that's okay like I don't think you have to know your why at any certain age or you know if you don't get to 30 and you don't know your why you're a failure like it doesn't matter like I was reading the other day that Colonel Sanders started KFC when he was 60 or something like that I love that like (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah, you it's never fine. you can't teach can't teach an old dog new tricks, and I think that's yeah. it's really a simple thing and a simple philosophy, and people get stuck in the <coughs> I'm not moving forward, I'm not getting where I want to get to. Every experience is you moving forward and you yeah. you working towards where you want to get to. It might take you sixty years, it might take you ten, it might take you five. Like yeah, you know, you see the thirteen year old entrepreneurs on YouTube <laughs> killing it. It's just like, come on, guys, the ones that have grown up <laughs> with with the internet yeah, and know how to use it a thousand times better than we do. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think then, it comes back to awareness as well of of even if you don't know what your why is, being aware of. No, it's all good. Can the caller calling in? Yeah, <laughs> we're taking calls. Uh, um, of being aware of searching for your why, like yeah. Even if you don't know what it is, actively trying to find what it is mm-hmm. will go a long way to actually reaching that destination. And funnily enough, I've just pulled up here. I was trying to think of what the Simon Sinek books were, but there's two of them. So one of them's called Start With Why, and one's called Find Your Why. And I haven't haven't read them, but I don't know, I want to buy them. 
Um, but I think that's my next. I've got them here. Oh, you've got them here. I've, 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 Look, I've heard there's been a lot of theft off this shelf, so I don't want to. They're, they're genuinely they're, they're the three of the twelve books I'm, that I don't have at the moment because people have borrowed them. And the parrot now, as but well. yeah, parrot now. But like the, the, I love to start with why I haven't read Find Your Why, which will be. I feel as though I have my why, so it'll yeah, be yeah, really. I feel as though you have as well. It'll be really interesting to read it and see if it tweaks it or changes it at yeah. all. I just read Leaders Eat Last, um, which is. Which who, is, who, who wrote that? It's Simon Snack. Is it? Yeah, which, yeah exactly. But it's based around the... He's a, the, he's a wizard. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> but it's based around the, I guess, the thing that happens in the military where all of the young recruits and the younger guys will eat first and that all the like the commanders and the leaders will eat last, yeah. which I think is a really simple, I guess, philosophy. But if everyone else in, before you is fed before you or has had a drink before you or whatever, they're going to be able to support you when you need it. It's such an important and part just of just like this morning when I gave Simon his coffee before I had mine, like that was just leadership exemplified at Commonwealth. <laughs> Plus, I just really needed a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, I, and I think that like if people don't have their why or don't know if they've got the right why, the worst thing they can possibly do is compare themselves to someone else. Mm. Like if I, you know, if I look at you and go, you know what? He's a drone pilot, has ticked that box. I'm really upset that I'm not a drone pilot, which I am. It's but, like, <laughs> but, but it's not going to eat me. It's, it's not going to eat me up. But if I wake up tonight and I'm and I'm sweating and I'm going, I just want to fly a drone like Angus, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm in trouble. It could happen. But, but it's that ability, like it's ability to separate what someone's doing to what you're doing, and you know, it's a it's something it's a common theme throughout a lot of these podcasts. But if you can not, if you can compare yourself to you and where you were yesterday yeah. you're probably going to be happy yeah. and I find like we do a lot of goal setting and talking with a lot of different people and the people that are happiest don't give a fuck about anyone else they're worried about yeah. what's going on in their world and if they were this way today and they want to be this way in three months then that's what they're worried about they're not worried that you know Simon is shredded ripped and jacked and all those things like they're worried about them the true fact and that's it but he is he is <laughs> look skip down the curse really <laughs> It's getting you copy first at Hellas, mate. That's right. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Mm, very good. Uh, I've got a, I've got a few questions for you to somewhat finish off, but yeah. I'm more than happy for you to take this as long as you want. And Simon is going to ask a few as well, so I hope you prepared some, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what is success to you? What is success to me? Oh, success and happiness charming the same. They're in the same ballpark for me. And that's one, the one reason that I was really, really, un- you know, I, w- I wasn't happy in that last, in that last few weeks. And in my own opinion, that I wasn't being successful because I wasn't going to work, giving it my all, my heart wasn't in it. And I was feeling bad because I'm like, I'm not doing the right thing for this guy. I'm not doing the right thing for myself. Yeah. So success for me is happiness and it's finding my why. And then at the end, when I... I always want to be happy, obviously, but you know, and understand that, and be successful all the time. But when I get to fifty-five, sixty, and I've got kids, and I'm living, sitting there, hoping having a beer on the beach, wherever it is, and go, this is what success is, and yeah. I'm so happy. I want goosebumps. I just said that. <laughs> I was going to happen. But that's well. awesome. But just being sure of yourself. Yeah. Don't doubt. Because I could have just gone. You know, I'm just going to stick it out at this job. But just being sure, knowing that it's going to be okay. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, success is definitely being happy. Not necessarily at the end of your life, but always, always feeling, feeling good. I love that. Yeah, yeah. happiness. I like it. Um, it's yeah. simple. It's yeah. simple. It's a simple. It's a little thing. Simplest thing in the world. Life's yeah. simple. It's just really, really hard at the same time. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. 
All right. So this is something that Lockie has kind of put to us recently mm-hmm. as, a, as a team. Um, Don't steal my questions, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You can't, so, write, you can't write of that? Oh. If, oh, I, it's definitely not mine. It's, it's, it's an Alan Watts thing. If money wasn't a question, yeah. and if you couldn't fail, what would you do? Oh, goodness me. What would I do? It could be either as work or life. I love, to, oh, see, I'm, I love getting really deep and philosophical about the universe and I would love to know if if what we're living right now is what we actually believe it to be or if this is like a simulation I love simulation theory all that sort of stuff it's pretty much if I could do whatever oh, I want to do <laughs> that would shout be, out to your boy Elon I would be a really really I would up my intelligence from wherever the hell it is now to like a superman and then go and research try and delve into that realm I actually yeah, went and saw so um, what's his name ah Neil deGrasse Tyson speak a few weeks ago and it was just just sitting there absorbing this information going do I even know what's going on he's an amazing human he's so good number one he's an amazing for someone who is so intelligent and scientific he's an entertainer as well he's he's an entertainer he can present he can do I was just sitting there going I want to have your brain so I can go and do these things but I've come to turn I can't but it's cool listening to those people like, I went cool. saw Brian Cox a, a, maybe a month ago as well mm-hmm. and he's just like the he's the English white better looking version of Neil deGrasse Tyson I guess <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> like, they're very similar in the way they talk and the way yeah, yeah, yeah. and the way they the, the way they I guess educate people but it's really make exciting it as well and they make it really interesting <laughs> and just the way he talks about the way the universe is expanding <laughs> and and the way that we're all going to die and the way that the, earth, the earth's going to be destroyed and stuff. And then, you know, he he finishes up with, and I think it's all going to be okay. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, love that I need to unpack that. <laughs> I need to sit down. I wrote notes for it, actually. I haven't, they're in my diary. I, haven't I, quite I, I, I generally wrote notes for, like, in the dark. I'm trying to, like, scribble out notes. And some of the stuff, I'm just like, I've got to, I've got to search that. I've got to look up that. I've got to look up that. And it's just like, this guy is amazing. But... The people that are on like such a different level yeah. to all of us, and I think it's really, it's really cool to have people like that to look up to and to go, well, shit, if that's what they're thinking, like, like you're running two businesses at the moment. You look at Elon running two businesses, and look how big those businesses are, and yeah. they're genuinely changing the world. Like, it's, <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty just, cool that we have mentors and people to look up to like that. You need to, have, yeah, you need to have them. If you could invite three people to di- to dinner, a live. Or pass away, who would they be and why? It'll be, yeah, okay, number one, Elon to be on there. I'll send us <laughs> that message first. Good. Then it'll probably be good old Branson. I'd love to. Yes. And then the dinner would be held on, um, what's it called? What's his island? Necker Island. Necker Island. Be, yeah, on Necker. Yeah, good. Um, and the third one, it could be Neil, but Neil might be a bit weird. I'll be able to shut him up. <laughs> who else do I really <clears throat> aspire to be like? I've asked you that. Could we lock on Wallace? Oh, stop <laughs> it. I would, yeah, I would nah. provide nothing good to the conversation. I'd be like, Jaw would be sitting on the table. I'd be like, and if, I would actually love to have um, Obama. I do find Obama to be like quite a... Yeah, I, I, lo- I actually listened to his um, his speech, not his welcoming one, but the one he did before when he got into presidency. Yeah. And he's just such a good speaker. He just articulates he just so well. He's so intelligent. He's just in the yeah. yeah. I think he, uh, yeah. 
I think he bit his tongue and didn't do a lot of things that no, he, seemingly he wanted to do when he was it's president. It's so annoying when they get in, they're such a good person, and all of a sudden, whatever, I don't know what sort of just, map they get shown of what the hell's going to happen. Here's what you can't do, <laughs> and here's what you can do. It's like Age of Empires, and they're just like, <laughs> shit, I can't do anything. I've got like two villages left. They've got Persian elephants, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back to where they, you know, eight years old. Okay, so... For you, what are the three greatest or most important qualities that a human must possess? Oh, great question. Goodness me. Okay, they must... Um, I am big on honesty. Honesty is really, really important. Because mm-hmm. someone's not honest, I don't know. How can I, how can I trust? Yeah, obviously trust and honesty come in <coughs> the same one. Yeah. Um, positivity. Even when you're feel like everyone feels down a little bit, and obviously in this day and age, God, like there's yeah. so much going on. Especially, I feel for the younger kids that are coming out with the social media, and they're just being. This is what you have to be. This is what you have to be. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But yeah, being positive, even if it is pretty crap. Like I'm not having Smile. a job right now, but I'm yeah. like, you know, still smiling. It's the sun's it's, out. It's yeah. okay. I'm still. You know, I'm not sitting. On you know, in some yeah. yeah exactly, or I'm not in some slum in India. Like, I'm very fortunate. Do you think that? Positive positivity comes from perspective. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Because if like yeah. I think like the world's really fucked up if we if we think about it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also pretty wonderful and magical and 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 you know there's kind parts and there's yeah, there's, there's angry parts. But fantastic about it. And if you you know like if you if the sun's out right and you look at the sun and take a breath and smile. Or you could turn around and look at a pile of rubbish, or and you can go, you know, that's shitty, and then you could turn around. Like it's it's a it's a mindset thing for me as to yeah. whether you look at the rubbish or whether you look at the sun. Yeah. And the crap stuff's always going to be there. The happy stuff's always going to be there. And yeah. it's up to us whether we look which one we look at. Yeah. yeah. And if we are looking at the crappy one, it's up to us and the people around us to kind of go, hey, check out the sunrise or check out the sunset or yeah, look at look at the plant next to you and the bees flying around and the birds in it and like it's not that difficult to find beauty and find magic mm-hmm. every day yeah and I resonate with what you said about perspective in that you can find beauty and <clears throat> happiness and peace in everyday little things whether it's relationships that you have with your loved ones or your friends or if it is just like you said, sitting down at the beach at peace with the sun and the yeah. waves and mm-hmm. it's just the simple stuff. Yeah, go see. Yeah. It's interesting. Actually, um, back on the Simon Sinek thing, when you were talking about seeing the rubbish or seeing the sun, I listened the other day to one of his um, quotes talking about he was at uni and there was free, it was free bagel days. We were at the canteen. It was oh, free bagel days. And there's this massive, yeah. like, zigzagging. And he goes, mate, let's get a free bagel. And the mate just turns and goes... Dude, that's a long. I'm not. I'm not standing in that line. And he's like, "It's free bagel." I'm like, yeah. But, and then all his mates saw was the line, but he didn't see the bagel. At the end of the, you know, and so, so some good. people see mm. the bagel, some people see the line. They either see the obstacle they've got to jump over to get to that bagel, that's really cool. or they go straight. You know, they just go, "Look, forget about it. Oh, that's gonna, that's gonna pass." Yeah. But that bagel's gonna taste so fucking good. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna put in the work and I'm gonna put in the effort. I'm gonna take yeah. the time. I'm gonna make the commitment and make the sacrifice to get where I want to get to. Yeah. Which is uh, a bagel. I really feel like a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> and your, your third, your third one. I don't actually. I don't. I'm. I'm struggling there. Yeah. It could. 
I'm not delivering, I'm sorry. Look, you're two, <laughs> we're good enough for three. <laughs> I have a two-part question for you. Yeah. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of self-belief. I think the one point when I said I left uni and did that, that was really a one turning point in my life. So I'm proud of having self-belief. And... God, you guys are good. Like, would you, One's you, okay. One's okay. One. No, yeah. Second part of that question. What are you most ashamed of? What am I most ashamed of? That's a that's a really tough question. Yeah. What am I ashamed of? It smells amazing, by the way. <laughs> that hemp, though. Um, it's such a hard, isn't it? When you think about being ashamed, because mm-hmm. you're thinking of that, it's it's not necessarily bad things that you've done or bad yeah. things that have happened or. That's why I like this question so much. Yeah, it's really it's testing. Well, Angus is trying to find his brain. People, <laughs> if you can have a think about what you're ashamed of, I think it's about being honest with yourself, like you said, honesty. Yeah, the, and yeah. also acceptance. Accept yeah. that you have. But accept that you're, you're going gonna to be ashamed of yourself. Like you're going to going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. I think. What, what even is the definition of being ashamed? I, I'd love to know what the actual. Can you pull that up? I can. I can probably pull that up. Second Joe Rogan. I know. I need. I need some YouTube. I need a young Jamie. If anyone's listening and wants to be my young Jamie, (laughs) wait, Custon. I'm looking at you. (laughs) Ashamed. I think it's yeah. It's defining things. Embarrassed or guilty because of one's actions, characteristics, or associations. Yeah. Okay. I can't think of one. That's, That's a good question. question. Is that yeah. what? What are we, oh, actually? I'm. I'm interested to know what is the user response. Uh, to that I think Alana gave a good answer, but I can't remember. Oh, she's always. Good it was like a week ago. <laughs> it's it's a long time. Time. <laughs> she has an answer for everything. Of course, cool. she does. So I love that woman. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was like a lot of my questions. I've kind of thought of my answers to. Yeah. I, what are you ashamed of? I'm ashamed of not. On one hand, I'm ashamed of not putting pe- other people before me sometimes, but then yeah. at the same time, I know it's important to fill my cup before I fill others. Yeah. I'm ashamed of some of the decisions I've made and how it's affected other people, but yeah. I, I'm big on, I don't regret anything. Everything that I've done, if I've fucked up or if I've done something wrong, I've done it because I thought it was for a good reason at the time or yeah. I've... Yeah, and, and yeah, and it, what am I ashamed of? I'm ashamed of. I'm ashamed of not working as hard as I could have at some point. But then again, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one because ashamed and regret are two different things. Because I, yeah. I, I never want to regret regret anything, but I'm sure I will. Yeah, sometimes you look back and you go, "Could I have done that?" Yeah, or, or I shouldn't have done it like that. <coughs> but then it's just a learning experience. Yeah. Um, thanks to new phone holder too. Um, <laughs> That's <excellent. laughs> Next question. What do you got for us, Coop? All right. Again, a two-parter. Oh, yeah. Cool. I love the two-part questions. I know this is this is something that Rocky's probably got loaded in the cat in the chamber. Oh. But all right. So, favorite book. Favorite book. Oh. I love Four Hour Workweek. <clears throat> I've got to go back and read it again. Actually, yeah. I've read it. Yeah, I've listened to the pod, the whole entire audio book and read it. I've got to read it again. Yeah, right. Other books. Are, I like um. It's not how good you are, it's how good you want to be. It's, a, it's real short and sweet. You can read cool. it in, you can read it in an hour, having a beer, and you'll awesome. walk away and you'll be like, this is awesome. Author? Can you, can you, find, can you find the author? Just... 
Google it. You're in charge. Yeah. And then send me the link and I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a book. You've got a problem. I've got a problem with books. I buy way too many books. <coughs> There's worse problems. For, for, the, for the 27 people I've lent books to, if you could bring them back at some point, that'd be great because I, I keep looking for them, but I don't know where they the are. The world's best-selling book by Paul Arden. Paul Arden. So it's just basically full of... It's just great. Send me a Paul. link. Yeah, I'll send yeah, yeah, you will. <laughs> Good for me. Yeah. $10.60 on Booktopia just for those out there. Booktopia, the greatest thing in the world. It's a bloody bargain. <laughs> treat, oh. treat yourself. It's an audio book. Right. Second part of the question. Favourite movie. Favourite movie. Oh, I forgot my... Actually, do you know what? Part of my f- well, I don't know if it's my favourite, but uh, Blade Runner 2049. I really, really liked it, and the reason was is because... I didn't know what to expect. That's at cool. All. I've uh, never seen anything to blame. I know I watched yeah, the did uh, watch the first original first, first. Original after it. Uh, and right. I went, oh, now I understand why all that happened. Mm. So there was a few things unturned yeah. I didn't understand, but I thought it was an awesome movie. And I love right. futuristic stuff. I love thinking yeah. about could that be the future? Is Google Just or Apple future, or yeah. Amazon going to be? I forgot what his name was. The guy with the weird eye. But could they get so powerful? <laughs> you know. Yeah. That sort of. I like. Yeah, That's I love cool. that movie. I like cool. movie. If you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? Oh, it's gonna, I'm gonna say happy again. Cool. I'm always like, I'd like to be happy. If you go, yeah. So on your headstone, and just say, this dude was happy. This dude, <laughs> this dude died a happy man. Mate, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> like that. Successful happy man. Uh, okay. Drink of choice. If we were to take you to a bar right now, what would you, what would you <laughs> order? Get a stone and wood, Pacific Ale. Or should I look way too I'd much going like on? The, for actually, I way too much going on for a beer. Oh, yeah, could yeah, true. But <laughs> I, otherwise, no, I. I I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but Jetty Road is opening in Dramana. So big yeah. shout out to Jetty Road boys. They've worked very, very hard in their opening. I'm actually going to be working there um, awesome. next next week sometime. Awesome. But get down there, awesome beer. I'll have to get the boys on the podcast. Get it, yeah, get them on. It's a good idea. I'm actually going to um, take some drone shots for Grant because he needs some website shots. Yeah, right. Another jetty. Awesome. I'm shoot cool. those now. And look at that sky. God. Mate, what, what a day. What a day to be alive. Melbourne ticking boxes for that. What advice would you give 15-year-old version of yourself? Oh, goodness me. It'd be thinking thinking about the reason why you're doing something. Why am I going to go and study engineering? I thought it was because I wanted to, but really I think there was a lot of... I was trying to please other people, and it was just because it was what I was meant to do. Um, yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> thinking thinking more about why you're doing yeah. something. Uh, not just doing it for the sake of Not just doing it because, or because it's someone else society, wants you to do it. Yeah, or someone you know, wants you to do it for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Last one for me, I think. I'll get two, two more. <laughs> okay. Um, if, similar to a recent, or well, one of the other questions that was asked, if there was a movie made about yourself, Ooh. what would the title be? And this could be a movie that was been made right now from your life that you have lived up to this point or after you've lived your whole life. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Thanks. I'm not like the happiest man, but I was thinking about something to do with, you know, the happiest, the happiest not high man. <laughs> As in if I do go and start the biggest hemp farm in Australia, I'll be the, you know, the guy who was so happy but he wasn't high. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. I'd watch that. Who would play you? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, who's going to write a script? Who's doing it?
I'm not writing a script, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll pick which actor plays you or actress. I'm thinking actress. Charlie's Theron would be a good good Theron. All right. All right. <laughs> Second last question. Uh, I forgot what it was. Oh, if you if you were to have a, a say in the school curriculum for year <coughs> nine to twelve, what would, what are the five subjects you'd put in there? What are the five things you'd teach them? The five things I'd teach them. Well, I'm gonna start. Actually, I'm gonna start with one plug here. Actually, one of my very good friends, Fergus Crease, he is starting a company called Find My Future, and it's basically an app. And what you do when you <clears throat> when you get into year seven, you'll put in all your interests, what you like doing, and then it will have all the subjects. And you obviously choose your subjects. And then as you go through high school, it starts popping out with different jobs that you'd be good at. And also you can export resumes from this thing. Um, so it's a really, really powerful tool. But that way, as you go, because we're constantly evolving and we're constantly yeah. um, forming new opinions, new, deci- new decisions happen every single day. So this app is going to help um, people that are popping out of high school know what they want to do and not preparing them for a, you know, not making them go through this four-year degree and they're probably on the other side and that is completely obsolete right now. Yeah. So yeah, find my future jump on it. He was actually on Shark Tank a few weeks ago. Oh, that's cool. I remember seeing that. You might have seen it, yeah. but yeah. So they didn't say yes, but he's got funding from an, um, an outside investor, and awesome. he's doing really, really well. Awesome. Right. But yeah, I would definitely put entrepreneurship as a class in there. Yeah. It would just be um, actually the whole curriculum would be based around entrepreneurship, and a lot, a lot of people aren't don't like the word because the word was kind of demonized in you know the seventies, and it was just this guy with a big gold Rolex and sort of you know put himself first for other people that sort of thing but yep. now entrepreneurship is far more social I, I find anyway do you think sorry Clayton yeah, do you right. think it's a bit of like a like a fad word I don't, to be an entrepreneur I, it is okay it is a fad word I, 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 never, I never say I never say the word entrepreneur I never yeah. put it it's not on my I have entrepreneurship as my degree but I never people that call themselves yeah. entrepreneurs probably aren't necessarily <laughs> aren't exactly so I never really have it on there. You don't have it on... I don't yeah. personally think you should have it on there until it's on your Wikipedia page. And then, okay, then you've made it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole curriculum would be very focused around um, entrepreneurship and making people believe in themselves. Because um, when people believe in themselves, good things yeah. happen for them. And yeah, to be teaching people a lot of life skills. There'd be a lot of finance stuff in there. Actually yeah. teaching people about how to use money. Shout yeah. out to Scott Pay from The Barefoot Investor. That yeah. book... Awesome. It's such a great book. We don't get taught that in because no. number one, the financial industry doesn't want you to know this is the easiest way to save money because they're <laughs> making money out of you. Yeah, I would have the building blocks would be a lot less, a lot less suited for the industrial revolution, which is what it currently is right now. Spot on, awesome, great answer. Yeah, really, really good answer. All right, last one for you. I and this is not really a question, but I feel as though I've been told as though you love fun facts. What are you? What are you? What are your three best fun facts? Three best fun facts. All right. What actually? Okay. What is a group of ferrets referred to as? <clears throat> Hit me. What is it? Yeah, a business. A business that. of ferrets. I love that. That's one there. Awesome. Um, the human genome. If you were to load it onto thumb drives, how many Titanics would it fill? What? So they mapped the human genome, yeah. the DNA sequence. If you were to put that onto thumb drives, little one gig thumb drives, and fill Titanic's, how many Titanic's would, how many, you know, fill the thumb drives? I'm just going to go ahead and say three. Twelve. Two thousand. Get fucked. That's how complex the human genome is. That's gnarly. That's awesome. And one more, what else have I got? It's a lot of Titanic. It's a lot of Titanic's. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of Rose and Jacks. Oh my god, I'm catching my hand right now. 
I always have weird little facts. Oh, I love it. One more, mate. Mum has bought me every single Guinness Book of Records from <laughs> yes. when I was six. It's still by one every year. I get a Guinness Book of Records. That's awesome. What uh, if you are if you are scared of acute holes, small little holes, like little dotted holes? What is the name of that phobia? <laughs> <laughs> For example, like a, a a crumpet. If you're scared of a crumpet, what is the name of that? Phobia? What? That is uh, yeah, I don't know. What is it? It's called trypophobia. There you go. So you're scared you get sucked into the hole. That's nice. Look at yeah, look at that one. That's a, that's a one fun wow. one to read as well. Simon yeah. Cooper, your fun fact for the week. All right. So this is a. Uh... <laughs> Fun fact from my youngest brother, or my only brother, Tim, Tim Ripper. <laughs> so, on you, Tim. if you shrunk the world down to the size of a model globe, mm-hmm. if you, if all the water got drained from the seas, mm-hmm. how, what is the volume of water? Do you think that would come off? If the world was how big, how, like so the size of a model globe? Okay, okay. 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 In mills, we're talking mill milliliters. I think it's probably going to be like three point eight liters or something. (laughs) About that. That was a similar question, similar answer to what Lachlan said. I think I said like fourteen liters, and the answer is fourteen millimeters. What? What are milliliters? Milliliters. That's 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 not. How's that? So wait, how? If you think about it, like. So Somewhat say, logically, how big the world is and how, like, how so the shallow, the, shallow the oceans are in mm-hmm. relation to the actual world. Yeah. Because it's mostly just molten rock. And what is it around? It's 30-something thousand. I forget. Anyway, that's another fun. Yeah. Well, like, let's say, like, 70% of the world is yeah, okay. covered by ocean, but yeah. that ocean is only, like, at its deepest point. Like, Mariana's Trench is, like... 10 k's deep. Yeah. Like 10 points. Yeah. Um, but a lot, the bulk of that ocean is going to be... It's a gnarly yeah. fact. Yeah. Shout out to Tim. And on that note, I'm mate, too. thank you very much. Mate, thanks for having me. Thanks for... Thank you very much. Cheers to you all. That was good fun.